welcome to Rate That Album, the back and forth podcast review with myself, Paul Muadib, with my good, wonderful friend, Joe Fremming. Joe, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic after we nailed the third introduction on here, Paul. <laughs> you called me out, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, we did the third intro. That, we don't normally fuck it up that bad, but it is what it is. Um, Joe, we are diving into um, a band, um, Cave Town, that you and I were not familiar with. I didn't know anything about Cave Town before um, I brought this to you. Uh, I'm assuming the same thing for you. Yeah, no, I've never heard of Cave Town before you brought it up. Okay. Well, this was a request. And lo and behold, I actually have the person that requested uh, the uh, album. And it is the one, the only Griffiny, who I did a podcast with. Of short, We did it shortly. Um, we do, we've eventually been talking about bringing it back. But Griffiny, can you hear us? Uh, I know you're satellite somewhere in deep space, but can you hear Joe and myself? I can hear you guys. Hi, Griffiny. Thank you. We don't normally bring Hi. on guests. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm honored. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and I want to bring it, this was Joe's idea, um, to the podcast and we figured this would be a good thing to go. Now you and I were good friends. Um, and yeah. we know, we know each other very well, um, through family yes. and things like that. So yes. tell me and Joe, why you wanted us to do cave town. Well, I find it very uh, calming for me. Um, I also find it like very relatable. Um, I like the style. For me, it's like art. I <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Um, How did you discover yeah. Cape Town? Um, I stumbled upon it online. <laughs> Um, the first song I listened to was This Is Home. Um, and then I kept going on from there. And, um, I found like this playlist that had a bunch of Cave Town songs and I absolutely fell in love with it. So that's kind of how I fell in love with it. If, if I may ask, what video, like, was there a video? Was it a was it on was it on TikTok? Was it like uh how did you discover your first Cave Town song? Um, I was just looking up some sleepy music and um I stumbled upon it, put it on, and that's kind of what I fell asleep to for the next few days. <sighs> so yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Joe, do you have any other questions for Griffiny? Uh, yeah, uh, Griffiny. <clears throat> since we're doing uh, Lemon Boy, what is your favorite song yeah. on this album? I really like Lemon Boy. I really do. That one's a really great song. Uh, Fool is another really great one as well. Um, but definitely the original Lemon Boy. That one's really good. Is there other artists in this vein that you're also a fan of? Is like this is kind of like uh, the genre uh, you're into, or is it? Yeah, I haven't really found any other artists like Cave Town because, um, like the way that he does it, it's just so like it's so new to me. Like I've been trying to look for other artists like Cave Town, and I haven't been able to find any other that 
are able to like do what Cape Town is able to do. Um, like if you were to listen to uh, Devil Town, which is another one of his songs, um, you, it's like the way that he's able to do it is just amazing to me. Cause like it's sometimes because like it can be calming, it can be kind of like upbeat. And then he does a mixture of them at sometimes as well. Um, he does electronic as well. He also redoes some of the songs that he did from like years ago. Like he did, he redid This Is Home, Devil Town. Um, he redid, I think, Untitled. Um, yeah, that's, that's the ones that I know that he redid. Um, he, the one he does sometimes change the name, like to, he changed this is home to home. Um, but they're, it's still amazing. And there's three versions of Devil Town. Um, the first version is obviously being the original. The second version, he changed up the lyrics a little bit. And the third version, he kept the same lyrics from the first version but kind of like redid the style or like the music or whatever. Um, so he he remasters some of his music from years and years and years ago. From when I read, he was he started doing music when he was fourteen, um, and became extremely famous. He's doing touring. He's doing concerts. He even has his own merch as well. Um, People absolutely fell in love with him, and he's he's really talented. He's highly talented. Um, he's he's also pretty funny. He does his behind the scenes on some music videos as well. He has this uh, behind the scene video on how he made Lemon Boy with his friends and uh, camera crew, and it was very fun to watch and very funny. Um. If you were to watch the music video, there was a scene that what was supposed to happen is that he was supposed there's this lemon piata. He was supposed to like take the piñata down and bite into a lemon. Well, the tree that they used, they were not expecting the tree to fall. So when the tree fell, and they weren't going to do any other reshots, they were doing this in one day, so they couldn't like redo the video or anything. So they had to improvise. What they did is when the tree fell, um, he what they just let the tree fall. He bit into lemon and moved on. Um, he was very scared <laughs> when that happened. Um, and he didn't see the tree. He didn't see the tree fall, even though that like people back there were saying, "Look out for the tree! The tree is gonna fall." He didn't notice this at all, and it like was like an inch away from him. And it was really funny to watch. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely really funny, and, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's good at what he does, he's, he's good at what he does. Awesome. And, and he mostly records, he does almost all the instrumentals himself, right? I saw, like, uh, a, from I what looked I know, on yes. the band camp, and, like, there's people who play yeah. some other instruments, but it's mostly just him. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because from what I've seen, I've seen him play uh, bass. I've seen him play 
uh, a miniature keyboard, like ones with like very few keys. Um, he's played ukulele, guitar. Uh, I think he can play violin as well. I think. Um, he can play piano. I think he can play the drums. He can play a lot of instruments. I think. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, that's kind of all yeah. I had, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I had as well. You keep that up and you keep doing our, our research and you're, we're going to be out of a job, Griffiny. So, um, <laughs> you know, but no, that's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you knew all about that. Um, I yeah. appreciate you coming on um, and hopefully um, you'll enjoy what you hear. I know you got to get going, um, but I appreciate you coming yeah. on and at least letting us ask you some questions about why you wanted us to do this. Um, I, I really like this segment, Joe. This is actually a lot of fun. Um, so we're going to let you go. Bye, Griffiny. Bye, Griffiny. Bye. Bye. Well, Joe, <clears throat> so now we know a little bit more about Cave Down. And I'm going to jump because Griffiny really nailed on some things, right? Um, and, yeah, this kid, I, I had it actually written down even before I knew, like, uh, before I did research when I was listening to it. I was like, this, this is a musical prodigy. Um, because you can tell this is all pretty much self-produced stuff, right? Yeah, it's very much in the spirit of the early 2000s mm -hmm. when a lot of bands, you know, like it or hate it due, due to like the Napsters of the world and the the ability with Pro Tools to be able to record at home and digitally and the move from tape, mm -hmm. people were able to put their music out in the world. And there was like this really cool explosion in the early 2000s of that. And a lot of the music on here reminded me of that time. And so and this was just like, this scratched a lot of itches I had, Paul, because I'm such an indie dork. With you, some, like, you know, I'm so, so glad. Stuff. Like, I'm not like indie, indie, like whatever, but like this, this scratched, this scratched a lot of itches I had. It was right up my alley. So I'm glad you said that because when I first got this recommendation and we couldn't find, right? Like last week, we're like, oh my God, we can't find this. This is going to be something, right? <clears throat> I, this is funny. This is coming up because I was part of that. Um, so around that time, I was in my, I was starting my first bands around that really early 2000s. And when we very first started to record, we were using my buddies four track Tascam, put in a cassette tape and that's how you that's how you did it and then i got a computer uh, a better computer uh, a more of a gaming rig and i started looking for like oh, there's got to be other ways to do this like i should be able to just you know plug it in and sure enough there was already um programs <clears throat> out there um cool edit pro was the one i ended up using which is uh, really funny because that's the one that Adobe ended up purchasing for their Adobe Premiere or for their Adobe Edition. So, um, but I was using that one. There was uh, there was GarageBand was a big one at the time. Sonar. There was a couple others. Cakewalk. Oh God, Cakewalk was a big one. People were using too back in the day. I don't think that's even much around anymore. Yeah, my buddy was using. Was it Fruity Loops? Fruity Loops is another one. Yep, I had my hands on Fruity Loops. Yep. Yeah, because yep. he, he, he was a percussionist, so he loved making beats and stuff with Fruity Loops. Yep, and that was a fun little beats program. Absolutely. But yeah, no, it really did open things up 
for us to kind of self record. And I remember going around me and my buddy, we we go around our, 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 our the, the, the place we worked at with our CDs and be like, Hey, check out our music. Um, and that's kind of how we promoted ourselves early on was that way. Old man with his compact discs. Oh man with his compact discs. And you know, and then I started doing the pirate radio and I would play our songs on there. And that's how I got some other attention. That's kind of how I got into the whole attention with the whole, um, um, the whole story with the fucking record label and all that shit. But yeah, it, this is very, 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 very in that vein. And I gotta be honest with you. I, I, I don't want to give it too much away, but I ended up liking this way more than I ever thought I was gonna. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Because like, you know, <laughs> I looked it up and the video was like some soulless ginger. And I can say that cause I'm a soulless. You ginger. are a soulless ginger. I can attest to that. You are a soulless <laughs> ginger, sir. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. And then I put, I played it while I was working and I messaged you right away. Like after three songs, and I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he was, he, he was, he's young. He was born in 1998. And uh. <laughs> I know Joe, I, Joe, I, Joe, I know I, you and I were like, getting all fucked up in 1998 and going we were through high life. school. Paul. We were in high school. We were in high school. Um, and his dad is a mutologist and a choir teacher. And by eight years old, he was playing. He, his dad got him playing his own uh, instrument. His mom is a flautist and a music teacher. I mean, this kid had it all from the start. And so he does vocals, ukulele, kazoo, guitar, um, melodica and MIDI keyboard. That's what he determines himself for what he plays. And he in now again, this kid was born in I want to point this out 1998. And in 2012, Joe, he started his YouTube channel, was putting out his first fucking stuff. So like he, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, well, I mean technology. And I hate to agree with this guy because he's problematic too. But I think Mar was kind of right when he talked about technology democratized music in a way. Yeah, it did. It did. It, you know. Uh, oh, Joe, it did. Yeah, it democratized. It, you know, the gatekeepers were gone. People like me at the record stores, like our our sage wisdom didn't mean <laughs> anything yep. anymore. And yeah, your high I mean, fidelity still in the lifestyle same spot as we were <laughs> before, you know, we're just creatures of habit as a society, but I think it's made being able to make albums a lot easier. And I love that because again, we, cause you know, you don't see it, you know, paraded around a lot, but like you go under the surface just a bit, you're going to find it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, Joe, you know, I, I dabble still to this day in making my own stuff. I actually just wrote a couple pieces for another project I was working on. Um, and I get a wild hair up my ass and I fucking plug in and I record every once in a while. And that's just something I, you know, I've been doing for years and I love being able to do that and have a means of being able to, you know, put things out again. We the you know, we've talked about the different um, subscriber, you know, levels once we get to a certain point I'm going to do more stuff in that realm. Um, and yeah, it's nice. Like doing the entire Pink Floyd, the wall is R. Kelly's trapped in the t- closet. We haven't talked about that publicly, but yeah, we get to a thousand subscribers, guys. I will do that. 
I will completely do redo the entire the wall. Pink Floyd's the wall from front to back lyrically over the music of R. Kelly's Trapped in a Closet. And I will do it in the style of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. I won't even, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to go all out if we get there. Um, hell yeah, you are. Hell yeah, I am. Fuck, first all the subscribers, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so in 2016, he released um, Lemon Boy. I mean, he put out a bunch of singles between then and now. Really, he's only put out five albums. Um, he, he put out his self-titled in 2015. Um, he put out his um, self, uh, the 1604 16, which came out, I, I, I mean, uh, album. Um, and then the very next year, and then he put out Lemon Boy. All three of those albums were self-released. And then it was Lemon Boy that got him attention. He signed with Sire Records. Um and he put out Sleepyhead, and then most recently was Worm Food that came out in November of, of 2022. So, yeah. Um, well, should we dive into it, Joe? Yes. Let's, oh. let's dive right into it, Paul. Let's dive right into it, sir. I think we'll stay on the rails on this one, too, which would be kind of nice. because. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah. There's next week, so. <laughs> <laughs> there is next week. Um, so we got the title track, Lemon Boy. Um, yep. my, so my, go ahead, I, Joe. So I kicked this off, and, you know, here, I love it. And here's a, a, it reminds me a lot of Elliot Smith. Ah. I wrote yeah. my notes. It's like a cross between the artist Y and Elliot Smith. And I get like, yep, I'm all in. I am all in on this. I have written in my notes, actually, I was getting Modest Mouse vibes and 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 um, Connor Oberst vibes and Elliot Smith vibes on this album. Yep. 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 Like serious Elliot Smith vibes. <laughs> there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot of influence. If, if not, that's crazy to me. But I have to assume that he found Elliot Smith. And was, or I should say, well, I mean, Elliot Smith was just kind of doing his version of Beatles, so it could be. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I have my my notes for this song is I have good homegrown production. You can tell this is home indie, and from the way it's produced. And but I I. It's done right. It's got a, the song's got a great hook and it's got some great progressions in it. Like it's just, it's a really good song. Yeah, you don't need a professional studio to get a good sound. Like like we discussed with Funhouse, you know, right? They're destroying <laughs> the studio to get you a can good destroy sound. the studio just because you know. Uh, yeah, so it works. It works for this album absolutely. Um, the next one is green and I have another, uh, I mean, and I, I stopped making this note cause I'm like, okay, this is all going to be, this yeah. is all going to have that indie, indie vibe sound. But I was kind of expecting when I, when we got the second track, I was bracing myself. I'm like, I'm, this is going to be a lot of the same. And while it is, it isn't, there's some great instrumentation on here that I was pleasantly surprised with, with green. Yeah, it did. Uh, the more of the same stuff, it, it wears on me toward the end of the album. Ah, you, you and I both, Joe, 100%. But here, like Green, this is, you know, it's a 
it's a breakup song. Someone said of seeing that person with someone else. Uh, you know, it's also flipped like they're kind of like the ones who took it for granted. So, yeah, I like I like the lyrics, too. It's very visual and creates a picture. Yeah. Unlike, you know, <laughs> our favorite punching bag. Poor porridge radio. I feel so bad for them. I do. Oh, write better fucking them. lyrics than we want. <laughs> but you get lyrics like this is erosion grinding up ro- grinding up rocks on with your molars. A mm-hmm. big fish swims past your rod. You can't catch it. It's far too fast. Deep hooks marks in rubber lips. I see your eyes in the flowers. I pick a bunch for your room. Green and blue to match your pictures. I mean, he is the imagery is just dripping in this song. Yeah, this is somebody who's very good at uh, showing and not telling. Mm-hmm. Even when it gets a little surreal, mm-hmm. I wrote later on that I still get what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like amused to death from last week where yeah, I I lost the I lost the plot after oh. the song. We all it got like I said once it got to that certain point you're just like okay so we're on our fourth album now all right perfect perfect <laughs> thanks 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 Roger Roger uh, <laughs> um then we get it's you oh my god this my, is my notes favorite song in the album Joe I wrote down this has no business being this good <laughs> it's, uh, it's the minor chords and it. So it's minor chords and the Elliot Smithish vibes. Yes. Fuck, I'm just like, yep, I'm in. I'm all in on this. And like, <sighs> if you fall down too far and I can't see through these marks and your eyes are covered with scars and my head's filling with tar, don't worry, we'll find another way out. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, and the instrumentation, like you know, I looked at the band camp, and, you know, so there's people who are like helping out, but it's mostly just this guy. And mm-hmm. Fuck, I wish I had the talent to, to do that on my own. Like I can putz around, but like to come out with full fledged songs, just yeah. No, he. This was. Yeah, this I this I really like legitimate. I was like, oh fuck, are we? Do, did we find another super album? Like, is this is is this gonna be? Another well, you know, Huey I Lewis? get nervous when you pick these, uh, you know, requests, Paul, because they've been mostly misses. Well, you know, that's part of the request business, man. Some are good, some are bad. It is you what know, it is. You know, you every time you say like, ah, oh, we got another request, like my balls are like, you got to take a shit right now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, next week's happening, um, and you say, uh, uh, next one is fool. Now and- this reminded me, like this got a little too uh, uh, sugary sweet for me a bit. <sighs> and it sounds to me because it sounds like it's on the radio, so it reminded me very much of Martha, my dear, from. The White Album. Maybe that's it. Joe. Kind of vaudeville you know? Yeah. I, I okay. I have my note. I said I should be getting tired of this, but I'm not. But I said I know this song, or oh, I've heard it somewhere. It's very familiar to me. Um, and it's upsetting me. Um, and like I, I'm like, I don't know if I've heard this on the radio. I don't know if they stole it. I don't like 
there was something about this song that I definitely was like, I've heard this before somewhere. It was very McCartney-ish to me. Mm-hmm. And it was driving me nuts. Um, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is McCartney-ish because there was times where my like, God, I've heard, I've heard this melody. I've heard, I've heard these chords. I've heard this progression. It was just gnawing at me and it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. also noticing that this, <laughs> this person is kind of obsessed with people's mouths. Yeah. Um, we can get in that up teeth earlier, you know, now it's like, I like your mouth. I'm like, oh, Okay. Like this is like the Tarantino. <laughs> the Tarantino. <laughs> mouths are mouths are their feet. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't find that on the wiki, but we, let, let's let's just run with it. Oh, let's just uh, add it. You know, we can. <laughs> <laughs> According to a review, rate that album. <laughs> <laughs> rate that album. <laughs> Cave Town is obsessed with mouths, like Quentin Tarantino is obsessed with feet. Um, those guys know everything. The, the next one was another one of those days. This is where I started putting in the notes. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit of the sameness. Yeah, it's a jaunty tune. Mm-hmm. I like the lyrics again. it's The lyrics are great. It's just uh, I wish the music was kind of changing it up a bit. Yep. Yep. I'm uh, with maybe you. Maybe like that. do darker tones maybe with it. Like I get it. But, you know, it's their album, I guess. But it's their just, album, and it's but, an I mean, early it's, album. It doesn't mean I have to like everything on it. But. No, and it's a Genesis album, too, yeah. right? Like, it's 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 still early in their... I mean, all their stuff. Oh, Gabriel's good. not on this album. Very, very true. Very true. I, I was really hoping for a Red Rain cover. Um, now it was a Genesis album, Paul. Oh, fine. Then let's just give me some Ba-do-boops. counting out... Counting out time, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine I'm covering that? Um, Next uh, is um, taking care of things. And this is what I wrote down. I feel like we have a musical prodigy on our hands. Mm -hmm. This is way, way, way good. I really like this song. I started changing up again. I'm like, this should be in a movie. Yeah. This this is a soundtrack song. These lyrics are all pretty depressing and dealing with anxieties and you know like where does my mind go when it gets stupid is there anyone in there where do my friends go do they get taken right they had enough of going through going to therapy sat in a cold room corners feel friendly i think they'll take care of me you know it's just they're also going through some shit paul yeah and i can see where again Joe, you and I putting ourselves at Griffin's age, you know, in high school again, and you hear this album, you and I would gravitate towards this immediately. I mean, we're gravitating it now in our old age. This would definitely be something we'd be like, yeah, this guy understands. Yep. Like, yeah, you always like, you know, it's like with me when I was in high school, I, I would like nine inch nails. Like I was angry mm-hmm. <laughs> and depressed <laughs> and that, you know. That was the target audience for that, you know. Absolutely. No, 100, 100, 100, 100. You know, you went to Lindsey Buckingham because, you you know, you're a boring white guy. True, true. <laughs> and that's where your true. genesis of your obsession with boring white guy music. <laughs> it all started Speak. with rumors. <laughs> I... Tusk wasn't boring white. Um, I, you're crippling addiction. <laughs> they had a marching band. That's not white. Um, so next is uh, um, 
Big Bowl in the Sky, which is this was like, okay, this is getting a bit much, but it's probably the most beautiful song about someone's pet fish dying. Yeah. So I said normally I'd say blah, and while this won't go on a playlist, I like it as an interlude piece, as an as a weird goldfish dying song. And then I change my nose a bit and go, it flows really nicely to the next song. Yeah, which is eight eight eight. Uh this I feel like there's references to Elliot, explicit references to Elliot Smith here because Smith had figure eight album. And, and I feel like there's explicit Modest Mouse because Modest Mouse had um, um, in one of their songs, Never Ending a Math Equation, where they talk about eight and there is Sleepwalking, their song Sleepwalking Stank all over the beginning, like first minute of the song. And uh, uh, the chord progression in the music, though, Paul, it reminded me of. Our favorite song from Twin Peaks from old James. Yeah. That's very much the you and I kind of course. And, that's, and <laughs> that is the sleepwalking. So a mutual friend of ours, I was in a band with, um, and they were obsessed. And I'm gonna, you, you'll know who it is when I say this. They were obsessed with Built to Spill. They were obsessed with Modest Mouse. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's not forget Sonic Youth. And Sonic Youth. Yes, yes, yes. This person so, made me hate Sonic Youth. Paul. I love this person to death, though. They're a wonderful I love, person. I love him, too, but he, he made me hate Sonic yep. Youth. Yep. Nope. I get it. And one of the first songs that we covered together was Sleep Rocket. And that, because it's an easy, it's that easy 50s chord progression. I mean, it literally is you and I. And the way that the that the vocals is doing it and things like that, I'm I'm telling you, this is sleepwalking modest mouse with and then it changes, and that's where I got the Elias Smith vibes. And I was like, okay, after like that first minute, I'm like, yep, yep, I hear that as well. Um, I am calling shenanigans on this one because it is it there is no way they wrote this song <clears throat> and didn't hear Modest Mouse sleepwalking. It is, it is, I feel too much stepping on on that song to be a coincidence look at paul here with his 30 year old band <laughs> like yeah i had heard the guess who to hear the, <laughs> to understand write this song <laughs> <laughs> this is not a song when exists if it wasn't for the guess who <laughs> <laughs> talking about my generation uh, <laughs> wrong who band paul <laughs> oh right Right. Uh, which which who there's a whole bunch of who bands, Joe. Uh, there are so many of them back in the war. Um <laughs> American woman. There we go. These eyes. These eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was another great breakup song. Like, I, I think I actually have somewhere in uh, God damn it, I'm old. I have somewhere in here like the best of the guess who fucking e. <laughs> They're good songs, Paul. <laughs> they do have good songs. Like the these those these eyes like that scene in Superbad. Oh, make Michael yeah. Sarah sing it. God, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Um, I was going through a breakup, and my my um brother in law um was like, "You need to listen to this," and he handed me this. It was the No Sugar Tonight. Yeah, <laughs> it was No Sugar Tonight. My God. Well, you know, when you're going through a breakup, you ain't getting sugar that day. <laughs> yep, yep, and and yep, and no time. 
those like listen to these two songs and you'll feel a lot better about yourself with these breakups and i'm like i don't feel better (laughs) (laughs) this made me feel worse (laughs) this makes me feel things i don't want to feel I don't want to feel. <laughs> Speaking of not wanting to feel, we got Poison. Yeah, this, um, I like this because it's pretty fucked up. It, it, I, I, I said it's, I, I created a genre with this. I said this is a neo-folk take on a Pixies, on a Pixies song. This reminds me of a, of a, of a Frank Black Pixies song, doesn't it? Yeah, especially with the lyrics, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm like- saying. Like bone machine and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Know, wave of mutilation and it. Yeah, uh, th- there's cars coming closer. I think they're trying to run me over, poisoning my food and putting drugs inside my water. There's ghosts in my house. I could taste blood in my mouth. Don't be afraid. I'm not insane. Just irrational. Isn't that the same? That's fucking Frank. I'm sorry. I mean, I get you're going through some shit, but that is also like Frank Black's level of lyric writing, and that's yeah. that. I mean that as a that's problem. a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. so Paul begins my gripes. Okay. Let's ask three songs where I'm just like, let's yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, it's 10 feet tall. I'm just like, this is getting to be way more of the same at this point for me. Um, yeah. My notes were it's good. It's a step above filler. Yeah, it's it, a, yeah. Like I wouldn't, you know. It's, it's I have problems with like pop like this. It's like you know Elliot Smith and like Apples and Stereo and stuff like that, where I can listen to it to a point. Yep. And then I got to turn it off because I just I can't sit through music like that for an extended period of time. I could take all these songs individually and put them on playlists and, st- and enjoy them, but when I'm sitting down listening all the way through, I just struggle then. I hit Joe, I just hit a wall. Joe, we I you know, I've noticed this in I think the last several albums that we've done, um, I, I, at least as a kind of a thing, is that a lot of times with these with, with albums, by the end of it, like I, I I mean, I know it's a sequencing thing, but you're kind of like, I don't care. You know, they're they're front loading the the albums with the good stuff and they're kind of just putting all the middling stuff towards the end. And that just seems to be what the what the you know what they do don't get me wrong um i'm not harping on him for doing anything different uh but or yeah um it's you know kate bush we both love kate bush yeah but 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 sometimes it's just enough already yeah i mean when we were trying to get through that album both there there was times where i was like i love kate bush but I don't want to listen to 13 Kate Bush songs in a row. Yeah. And and when it comes to me, it was like a lot, like what I, the bands that I gravitated to a lot were Mm -hmm. like bands with more than one singer. Yeah. Because it changes it up a bit. You know, that's, you know, like I I love Floyd and I love the Beatles and shit like that, just because it's more than one voice. And honestly, I know we struggled with, with, you know, had differencing opinions on the vocals for the Bangles, but I still think it helped mm-hmm. that album. I, I do, too. I um, still think Bell it Jar made it onto a playlist right oh, away. Oh, that's such a good song. Yeah. That is such a good fucking song. Yeah. But yeah. Bell- so, I, you know, I, maybe it's just my ADD or whatever. It but could be. I, it's, it's tough. It's just tough for me to sit through the same person singing unless I'm really into that person's music and 
And then again, it's the style where it's really uh, sugary, sweet, poppy mm-hmm. vocals. And like, it just, that kind of, I will say, I, I feel like that's enough already. <laughs> off the top of my head, I can think of two band, two more modern level bands. Um, I mean, I can't even, well, I can't even say they're modern anymore. Fuck, Joe, I'm so old. Yeah, you're old, Paul. I'm old, but I was going to say Daft Punk is one of those bands that I can listen to an album and not get bored because they're going so many different places. They're just that musically talented and they got different, you know, a lot of times they have different people singing and doing different vocal things with that. And then the other one um, I can say, you know, they, they still are putting out music is the strokes. I don't know what it is about the strokes, but outside of one of their albums, I can just put that on and be content um, because it's just it's it's going it's that this, I can't I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I don't it's I think it's just the poppy element for me. Like, you know, I just kind of struggle with that. So when it gets to these last three and it's kind of like, you know, sonically, it's not really doing anything that different. But what came before, I just I'm kind of clocking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, it's just it's just how I am. It is. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. It's just how I am with a lot of like, you know, the, these kind of vocals. I just I, I love it, but there's only so much I can sit through. Yeah, dude. Like, again, I'll take all these songs, throw them on a, each one on a different playlist, and I'll be fine with it. But if I have to hear them in order, sit down, it's I'm going to struggle. Yep, I'm a Joe. For the most part, I'm going to do the same thing with you. So, um, but and then we get. I'll make cereal. I said I expected to be. I mean, I'm getting burnt out, but I expected to be more burnt out by now. Yeah. So I don't think my burnout's as bad as it would be because I was expecting to like be burnt out. Song song three and i've been really enjoying this so far Yeah, the guitar here reminded me of yellow lead better yeah 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 From i pearl yeah, jam yeah pearl jam pearl jam i do that i do that for karaoke um yeah i uh you know i mean the world's coming to an end what is the point of a campy friend pick me up from dungeons ferris wheel get lost inside my head not too long till we're dead and in the morning i'll make cereal Wow. Like, what would be? Tarn flakes or toast? Pills or a dose of radiation? Armageddon is tar too close. She visits me every night. At least we'll make good conversation. Fuck, Joe. Kids are nihilist these days, man. Like, we had bands that were, like, coming out and, like, like, you know, like, dancing around it. They're just coming out and saying, like, fuck it. We're gonna die. (laughs) I don't know. I was listening to Industrial. Paul, like, they're uh, pretty much all, yeah, yeah. nice tales, I want to burn this whole world down. Valid. That's right up my alley, Paul. I don't yeah, know what you're valid. listening to. And, you know, I, I was listening to punk, and we, yeah, punk was just straight out there, fuck it all. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to drink and die. Yeah, no, get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Things were different, man. <laughs> Things maybe weren't as different as we think they were. Yeah, I don't think they're, like, I, you know, listening to this and, like, reading up on <laughs> the person here is like, yeah, this is like, this is what a lot of, like, I think everybody's kind of going through at that age. It's just, you know, lots of anxieties, a lot of worries, and it's very relatable. You know, <laughs> Cave Town put it together and into a beautiful album here. So, yeah, very, very and much. Like, so. People relate to it, and that, that makes me happy. Um, 
And then I agree. I, I'm I'm loving that there that there's still music and it's depressing, but there's still music like this connecting and being made and by new people. And it just makes me really, really happy that I can go back and be well, like, oh, depression's a billion dollar industry. Right? Uh, it sure is, Joe. It sure <laughs> it's is. not the music, it's the pills and therapy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. not going to They away. got my money. They got my money. Um <laughs> so next we get pigeon, and I said, okay, I concede. This feels like filler, but yeah. it's a fitting end to an album. Because um, I consider Lemon Boy acapella, which I have my yeah, problems I, with. That's just that's just a bonus know, track. A, well, yeah, bonus track. Yeah, okay. I said okay. Pigeons are good. It's 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 no right ring pigeons from outer space by uh, the Dead Milkmen, but it's still there. I kind of hoped it was going to go on a more musically kind of sparse I thought so minor too, chord type ten. thing, which would kind of like I don't know. Cap the ending. Cap, yeah, yeah. Very kind of like a, a fitting ending, but mm-hmm. it's I, I, at it's least I didn't good. hate it's just, it. Like this some, wasn't my favorite track on the album either, so that didn't help. No, and, and and I didn't hate it as much as some ending songs on albums I've hated in the past, but it still was like okay. I mean, but again, the song I was like okay. Um, now Lemon Boy acapella. I am gonna date myself here, Joe. Um, here we go. Yep, I'm gonna oh, go we got s- another Paul Muad'Dib hot take. We do get another Paul Muad'Dib. Let me grab my soapbox. All right. Uh, this is not acapella. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, there's is, music in it. <laughs> well, I, 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 there's things where I could concede that maybe, maybe he did that some of those things with their voice, and. I will concede that maybe you did all of those things with your voice, but you didn't do it. Like when I think of acapella, my mind goes to you're standing on a stage with like four people, six people, eight people, and you are doing the song where uh, everyone's making different sounds for the uh, effects. And you have like boom, 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 boom. You know, it's it's the precursor to essentially beatboxing is, is what it is. Or acapella is you're by your like I've done karaoke acapella before. There's nothing there, and it's just your voice in the fucking microphone. When I so when I heard that, I was like, okay, acapella, that's kind of cool. I like to hear him just singing. Like I thought it was gonna be like a demo track, and then it's like way overproduced, and there's um fucking auto tune all over it and you can tell that there's been quantizing of, of and i'm going you can't say don't don't just stop with this this whole idea um i see these on youtube all the time and on tiktoks where it's like acapella and then immediately I hear the auto tune and i go that's not fucking acapella yeah well God. acapella is bit, you know it's performance according to wikipedia paul yes yeah. singer singing group without instrumental accompaniment 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 yeah it's, so like this is instrumental even if it's your voice it's yeah i mean it, it's accompanying the vocals so it's no longer acapella i would have just called it a remix honestly <laughs> right 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 yeah or you know version two or version seven bob dylan was known for doing tons of those right um fucking bl- um was it um, uh, fucking Tears for Fears had different, even on their first album, had different versions of the song. Take two, take seven. Um, but 
I think it's I get really pissed off when like I hear people, oh my god, that's so good. And I go, oh my god, that's so auto-tuned. That's not a cappella. Um and this whole idea that just because you're singing, but then you're, if you're putting any effects on it, sorry, that you lost that term acapella. We need to, that, that is a dying thing and I'm seeing it happen and I'm seeing people kind of cheating online with it. Like, listen to me, do it acapella. Uh, and I'm like, you, can you guys not hear the auto tune? That's, that's being correct. Like that's, that's fucking a lie. So that's my soapbox. I'm getting off it now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no horse in this race, so I guess I don't care. <laughs> I think as a, <laughs> whatever, Paul. As a vocalist, as a vocalist, right, I use things um uh on my voice. Okay, so from time to time. Um I have different voice mods, things like that. I will denote when I do something like that. Like there is vocal effects on here. Because I feel like that's an honest way of doing it. Um, but when I see someone say, I'm doing it a cappella or I'm doing it no no instrumentation, no help, and then I hear that auto-tune go in the place, I kind of go, You lying. Like I lose I do lose some respect for the artist. Um, because I feel like it's you're lying to your audience. And when you lie to me, you call me stupid. So the fact that there was all this auto tune and production and music on it, it's not as egregious here because they, you know, but I think that that term acapella needs to be kind of, um, we need to not keep it sanctosanct per se, yeah, but I think of acapella, I just think of just vocals. Yep. Yeah. And that's, what it should that's what it is and what it should be right like when you hear acapella groups i think it's a little like again that's there's a lot of talent in acapella groups i have a lot of respect remember scrubs and they had that fucking weird doctor um that would do it was like it was a real life acapellist and his band would come on and do things and there's a real real talent of acapella but when I see people on like TikTok on or like with these acapella groups, these quote acapella groups that go on, say, like these talent shows and you can tell that there's a vocal effects being done, um, you know, through it and it's adjusting their tone and things like that. I feel like it's really hurting people like real acapella groups because when you go and see real acapella now you've had this a disingenuine idea of what it is so you're going to hear some asshat that fucking lied about what acapella is and then you go see a real acapella group and you're like huh they're not as good as that guy I saw on uh america's got talent because that guy in america's got talent wasn't doing it fucking acapella but they were selling you a fucking bridge they were lying to you about what they were doing and I struggle with that a lot musically, where the point now is I come from the age of you were in a rock band. You did not do fucking um, autotune. You did not fucking you just that was what you did. And now it's to the point where everyone's doing it. And I just I get I'm so burnt out from it. So I think maybe I was excited to kind of hear an like an old school acapella song, like just nothing and again i really thought the vibe of this album that's what we were gonna get 
And then they get this. I guess I was kind of like, God damn it. Another one. Fuck me. So, all right. Now, now, now I'm off my soapbox. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Paul Sizzle Reel for replacing Tucker Carlson on Fox News. <laughs> He's just asking questions. Why can't I, I ask just, questions? Why I can't just, I say it? Yeah, acapella yeah, can only be vocals. Why, can't, why, why is the liberal mob against me when I say acapella cannot have music with it? <laughs> Look, I'm just look, asking questions. I, I'm just asking questions. Look, I'm just asking questions. Why is it that every time <laughs> I pick my nose, it's full again in a few minutes? I'm just asking questions, people. Um, why is it ever since Cher put out, do you believe in life after love? Everyone thinks that putting auto-tune on everything is a good fucking idea. I'm well, just asking it was questions. Madonna with Ray of Light, too. It so was Madonna with Ray of Light. Think. Yeah, I think that was about the same same year. So, yeah, I don't know. Welcome. Um, but all that being said, even that bothering me, um, Joe, let's talk a little bit about kind of um, um, some of the after stuff here. So you talked about the mouth things, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I think this. Did you get that on the wiki? I did get it on the wiki. Um, actually, Thanks. Skinner has <laughs> just, just remember the, the citation needed, and we can link this episode up. Yeah. Um, um, there is, you know, I think there is, um, I mean, I, I hate whenever you got a prodigy, you usually have something that accompanies it. Right. And, um, luckily in this one, uh, cave town, uh, Skinner has come out and basically said, look, I'm, I'm ADHD. So, you know what? It could just be a hyperfixation. I have ADHD. I, there are times where I hyperfixate on things. And if they're working on an album at the same time and they're already looking at things, it could be that. I don't know. Well, well, I don't know about your hyperfixation because I sat through like an hour long rant about the misfits being on WCW. <laughs> <laughs> And I just sat through like a five minute spiel on acapella. <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. Look, I think it's highly, highly important that we are we we were never gonna touch a Misfits album again. And that is such a weird, weird, weird thing that we live in a timeline where the misfits of all fucking bands were on WCW. Do you think I wasn't gonna fucking hammer that home? Well, not for that long, Paul. <laughs> well, you know what, Joe? It could have just been its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll make my own episode about it then i'll make it two hours long because i could have gone longer um um, um yeah it's it, you know there's just um obviously their first three albums didn't chart or didn't you know didn't didn't have anything to go off of because it was self-produced it was digital download um sleepyhead uh their latest one um or the one before the latest one excuse me in 2020 that they released right at the pandemic uh hit 52 uh in the uk 12 in the u.s and uh heat and uh 16 on the u.s um folk uh albums and then worm food which just released uh about six months ago only hit 39 in the uk did not break anything in the u.s um so i'll be interested to see what that is um well, lemon bands to do that anyway paul it, it really no it is it is um it, and it's just uh cave town looks to have like a pretty good online digital mm-hmm. uh presence through youtube and uh, spotify from what i saw uh who knows what 
the charts even mean at this point when it comes to music. You and know? and that's a valid point, Joe. That's a very valid point. I've looked for like other people reviewing Cave Town. They're really off the radar. So there's not a lot of people out there reviewing them. So we can consider ourselves fucking awesome that we actually got this recommendation and are reviewing this band. Um, as one of the very few that I think have kind of gone out there and uh, properly reviewed um, a um, a Cave Town album. Joe? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, there we go. Um, I lost you for a second. Um, so. No, I was allowing you to speak, Paul. It's oh. me being silent. <laughs> oh, well, I don't do that shit. Um, so, Joe. I'm painfully aware, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Joe, hey Joe, Joe, would you recommend Lemon Boy by Cave Town? Absolutely, it's a really good album. Yeah, I would absolutely recommend it. I, I'm interested to hear more of uh, what Cave Town has to do. I agree. Um, this is an artist I'm going to dig into more, um, and I am definitely going to be looking at more. I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen to anything else prior to doing this podcast because i didn't want to contaminate or have any other ideas right i'm going into it as as i know um and because i liked it like when we listened to our favorite punching bag for the radio <laughs> i did jump around to be like is there something else that i like like is there other things is there a thing here that i'm missing on this album and i do try to give some artists that i'm unfamiliar with the benefit of the doubt in that regard so if it's something i'm hating i will try to find something i like um, so I have a comparison to it. Um, but with this one, I didn't I actually am looking forward to being present, pleasantly surprised on what else they've done. Because I think that it's it theoretically speaking, she only gotten better. Um, so, Joe. Yes, do, Paul. Do you have any plugs, sir? I do not. OK. Ah. Uh, I, 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 I do. I do have. You have a plug, Paul? I have a plug. Let me pull it up here. I absolutely. Oh, by the way, I also want to thank Griffiny for the recommendation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Griffiny, for the recommendation. Um, God, if I was a better host and friend. He kind of made me ask all the questions, you son of a bitch. Well, I thought it was more fitting because I've worked with Griffiny before and you haven't. So um, I will be posting in the link. But a friend of mine um, by the name of Ren Summers um, created a gratitude journal. And you can get it in both hardcover and paperback off of Amazon. Um, and it's a 153-page um, daily journaling um, for therapy. Um, so that is something that, you know, if you're out there and this is something that could help you, I will post a link uh, uh, down below where you can order it. But that is, I'm actually plugging a legitimate advertisement today, Joe. Um, so we have our first advertisement going on. Um, so that's the plug I have, sir. Man, you made a sellout. I sure did. And right, next, 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 I'm going to have it as, as Griffney calls it. We're going to start getting the merch out. Um, Nobody's getting those shirts. Only you and I have the shirts. Only you and I have the shirts, buddy. No one else is getting our shirts. That's right. <laughs> Joe. Oh, so Joe. Oh, <laughs> oh are you going to ask me what we're going to do next week? Hey, Joe, um, where are you going with that gun in your hand? No, what are we doing next week? <laughs> oh, Paul, remember a few weeks ago, you, you kind of opened this Pandora's box of uh, problematic performers. 
with I, R. Kelly. I remember quite. And to be fair, that was a listener request. It and doesn't matter. You put your name behind it, Paul. You open the box for a problematic artist. I Paul, sure Paul. did. I decided to go with probably which is going to be for our podcast the most problematic <laughs> artist we will ever discuss and their album. Mm. Mm-hmm. All, I, do you think we discussed this before? I, I floated it by you before I decided to spring this. You did. Uh, do you think there's going to be a performer we can top? I think there might, I think there. I think. Oh God, Joe! Because uh, this the, like, okay. like a natural born killer is Mickey Knox said this person. It's hard to beat the king. Yeah, I would say this is like S S S tier. This is like super special tier. I think there's one or two right below them. Um, <laughs> this one's. I think this one's. <laughs> this one though stands on a mountain by themselves, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So everybody. <laughs> We are going to do an album by an artist who has been covered by the Beach Boys, Guns N' Roses. Oh, let's see. Referenced by the Pixies. Mm-hmm. Referenced by Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Brian, Jonestown Massacre, Brian Jonestown Massacre has covered mm-hmm. this artist. Uh, who else? A lot of bands. Red it. Cross, the Lemonheads have covered this artist. A little lone fella who <laughs> tried to break <laughs> it in the music business in the late 1960s, mm-hmm. held around with uh, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. got into a little legal trouble after <laughs> after the summer <laughs> of 1969. Son of a bitch. Uh, we're doing the album Lie, the Love and Terror Cult by none other than Charles Manson. Jesus Christ, we're doing this. <laughs> now, I, for one, I'm fascinated by Charles Manson. I've read books about him. His story in the music industry is Wild. terrifying and fascinating all at once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it he, is. he had tracks that were co-produced by... Dennis Wilson, Carl Wilson, and Brian Wilson. I was going to say Brian Wilson. I think Brian Wilson. Yeah, Brian day. Wilson's studio. Yeah. His studio. Dennis found they'll never be released. Led, rumor has it Dennis Wilson thought they were so evil that he burned them. Mm-hmm. The recordings. Yeah. But yeah. The, this album was re- recorded in 1967. Uh, to. Two or three, three years before uh, the summer of love became the summer of murder. For, mm-hmm. And everybody in Los Angeles was on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, this was, this is a thing. This is a thing we're doing. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> so, Joe. I think yes, we. I, I think this is a fair. We got a little bit of time, um, considering how over we've gone uh, with all of our other podcasts. Um, do we? I think the Charles Manson, and I'll leave it up to you how you want to handle that. 
I think a lot of people know the story of Charles Manson, but if we, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. So I was going to say trial was documented in Helter Skelter by Vincent Bulagosi. There's numerous documentaries. His story has been covered ad nauseum. And there's been, I think there's been docu-series and like, um, um, I'll pepper in facts throughout the review, but yeah. everybody knows. I was going to say what he did. Yeah, uh, he, you know, he masterminded uh, two nights of murder. Mm-hmm. Three, if you care, can uh, include Gary Hinman, who he chopped the ear off of, and I believe maybe stabbed with a sword. Yeah, uh, was it? From my memory, he wasn't around on the Tate, Tate murders, but he did tie up the La Bianca. So when people say he didn't actually kill people, he didn't even get, he didn't really give them a, those people a chance to live. So. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, he was an accessory. He was absolutely, he was an accessory absolutely and mastermind an accessory and masterminded it. Yeah. 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 Those people would not be dead if it wasn't for Charles Manson. So yes, say <laughs> exactly. Kill, it's like, well, now we're getting into some really crazy semantics because you could sit there and say, well, Hitler never really killed anyone. Um, and I would go, you're a terrible yeah. human being. You're involved in the conspiracy of murder. You're mm-hmm. That's just yeah. the law. That's just the law. And it's for right reasons. Um, so, yeah. No, Joe, I think that's. This is a thing we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to cover. We're going. You know, you opened it up, Paul. You opened I up the did. problematic I mean, artist. I mean, I, I have another one. Right, I just say go right to the mountaintop. Of that one. Well, <laughs> you know, I think once if 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 the if the family views on my end start coming down, uh, we're going to dig into another problematic artist um, that we'll get to. So, you know, it's all fair. We're just this, this is what this season's turning into is the problematic season, um, which I'm down for. Um, yeah. So okay. So next week, Charles Manson. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I never thought that'd come out of my mouth ever. Like on the next episode, we're gonna be diving into Charles Manson. Yeah. Fuck. Cave Town followed up by Charles Manson. <laughs> That's um well, no one could say we're not diverse as a fucking podcast. Uh happy folk music to Murder Town. Uh, <laughs> um all right. Well, Joe, uh anything else you'd like to add before we go? <laughs> Not really, Paul. <laughs> Would you like to take us out? No. Did we love you? Did we hate you? Do you even care? Yes, you did. We're the best damn review team out there. How did we rate your album? <laughs>